Welcome to Candace History Podcast. My name is Julie Richards, and I am this year's Nobleman Scholar at Candace History Society. Over the past month, it has been my pleasure to chat with the 2021 Governor General's History Award Excellence in Teaching shortlist. Listen in as the teachers and I discuss their wonderful and inspiring projects, teaching during the pandemic, and how to keep students engaged in history. Today, I'm speaking with Kelly Barnum. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome to Teaching Candace History Podcast. Let's dive right in. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your classroom? Hi, yeah, my name is Kelly, and I'm a performing arts teacher from British Columbia. I teach at Nanaimo District Secondary School on Vancouver Island. It's the largest high school in the district, and it's very diverse. We have a French immersion program, our Francophone school, sports academies, as well as we have a number of students with large poverty concerns and complex trauma. So it's a very unique building. I run our school's dance program, but I also usually teach a block or two of genocide studies. Our dance program has a grade eight exploratory course that runs as part of our elective rotation. And then I also teach a number of blocks of dance nine to 12, which has students of all grades with a variety of experience and training, some that have studios that they still train at, uh, some who have never stepped foot in a dance studio. And uh, additionally, Additionally, we offer a large extracurricular program, which usually involves more than two dozen students at any one point throughout the year. Wow, that's amazing. That sounds like such a diverse and interesting mix of, of studies there. It's it's a lot of fun and it is definitely <laughs> diverse, but we have a great time. That's amazing. Um, all right. Well, do you want to tell us about your project? Absolutely. Um, I think before I explain this year's project, it's important to kind of understand the context of what we do each fall. Um, Every year, a former student, Sarah Kylie, and I create what we call a dance play, which we then enter into community and high school drama festivals, which is pretty unique being a, a dance program that's doing theater. Through the medium of dance, students over the past four years have created numerous productions on a variety of topics. We've looked at uh, the Holocaust, we've looked at mental health, and this year's creation, Missing, explores the lives of six murdered and missing Indigenous women and girls from British Columbia. Uh, That was our, our focus for this year. Unfortunately, due to COVID and the lack of extracurricular activities in our schools, we had to kind of shift. And instead of having a couple dozen students, it became an assignment within my dance 12 class during our first quarter and featured only six dancers. Because none of my dancers, nor Sarah, my choreographer, or I are Indigenous, we looked to our Indigenous support teacher, Emily Magyar, to collaborate with her. And she and I have spent the past two years working with a small group of students to create a small drumming circle. And we eventually were able to add them into the show with one young lady in particular becoming an integral part of the production as she sort of related to the six dancers as representation of those six Indigenous women and girls that have been lost. It's such a powerful project. It, it has been very powerful. Yeah. How, what inspired you to do it? I've always known, Sarah and I have talked about how we wanted to do a show about the truth of Canada's colonial past for a number of years. 
Sarah was not only a student in my dance program, but she was also a student in my very first genocide studies class four years ago. And starting with that group, Emily Magyar, our Indigenous support teacher, and I took students to a former residential school site for a field trip for the weekend. It was actually the school that her father had attended. And for Sarah and I, that was a really profound experience. And so we've always felt really passionate about this topic and using our dance productions as a way to bring it to a larger audience. Our decision to focus upon murdered and missing Indigenous women and girls was actually a very personal choice. One of the women that we examined is Lisa Marie Young, who's a 21-year-old woman who went missing from Nanaimo in June 2002. And I have friends that went to school with her, colleagues who taught her. And I actually had just moved to Nanaimo from Victoria when she went missing. And I very much remember the news being shared about her. And last summer, there was a podcast that was released, Where is Lisa, that brought renewed interest in her case. Um, So that brought kind of renewed interest around the island. And then we also had an opportunity to speak with Alison Crow, a local local singer-songwriter who wrote a song called Lisa's Song. She was friends with Lisa. And that actually became the opening piece for our show. And we also got to talk to family members. So because of this podcast and being able to make connections, it just sort of seemed like this was where we wanted to focus our project for this year. Yeah, it seems like a lot of a lot of things came together almost at once. Um, Very much. Um, what, what do you think is the greatest impact of your project? I think the greatest impact it's hard to say. I, th- I know that my students that were involved, my, my six dancers in particular, were profoundly moved. Not only did they research Lisa Marie Young's life, they also looked at the lives of five other women and girls, and they really connected and felt the grief that those families were feeling um, by the lack of, of answers in many cases. The girls connected to their missing people and they felt very strongly about the importance of the topic and they use that to educate others in particularly in particular uh, their friends and family members who maybe didn't know about this issue and the same is true for the crew Uh, for our drumming group they had an opportunity to be involved with something important and to participate in a project outside of the indigenous support program And talking with Emily, she really felt like this was an experience that had really impacted them. They they felt it was important and they had a great deal of pride in being able to perform the Woman's Warrior song, which was a piece that we ended our show with. And certainly for me, watching them sing and drum with our dancers uh, was very impactful But also, even though we never got a clean video recording of our whole show, we did have abridged pieces of some of our dress rehearsal, and we were able to share that. And I know that a number of people reached out to me after having seen even just that small 10-minute clip and commented on how powerful it was. And of course, with the recent 
uh, discovery of grave sites from residential schools. It's in people's minds. So it's just sort of been the perfect opportunity to share our work with people. Yeah, it's it sounds like such a such an amazing project. It's so yeah, so impactful. Um, so had you started before the news started coming out um, about the missing children? We we did. So we we typically start kind of Sarah and I have a rough plan. Um, oh, we talk over the summer and then heading into. September, we have sort of a a rough idea of how the show will come together. She starts working on choreography. And usually our first performance is in November at a a community one-act festival. And we followed that similar timeline this year. Um, We were able to kind of get it all put together by the fall. And then come January, we were starting to try and look at, at actually performing and filming the project, which, as I mentioned, unfortunately, for a number of reasons, just didn't come together. Um, but by the time the news of the schools came out, many people had already seen our video. Um, and those who hadn't, you know, I was able to to reach out to them and say, hey, here's something else that's going on. And it just, yeah, it just all unfortunately came together Um it unfortunately happened that this news came out as our piece was ready, but I also think that it was an opportunity for people to learn more about our our past. No, I, I totally agree. And I think that um, with, with the news lately, um, it seems like Canadians are very surprised by the history, by the past. And it seems like it's a, a time that people are wanting to learn more about it. I agree. And I think it was interesting for my students who, because of my history background, because a number of them had taken genocide studies with me over the last two years, it wasn't a surprise to them. Definitely a shock and upsetting, but they were very surprised to see how little the adults in their lives knew about it. Because for Sarah and I, we we do know, and it's been a part of our world and so they've and because BC's education system because BC's new curriculum includes Indigenous content and Indigenous ways of learning our students are much more aware of the past in a way that our generation isn't so it was interesting for them to see how little the adults in their lives really knew. Yeah absolutely that would be quite quite the difference um, I know a lot of people in history, especially, were obviously saddened by the news, but not not as surprised as much of the the public was. Like I, I was surprised at how surprised everyone was that they were learning this for the first time. It seemed Absolutely. like it. I I agree, and it's because I'm a, a historian as well as a performer. I and and my family is very much into history, so I didn't know a lot of people that were super shocked and surprised. Um, But it's interesting to, to talk to adults who had no idea because it wasn't taught certainly in BC. It wasn't taught when, when we were in school. And if you're not a teacher and you're not actively learning that, where would you have learned it from? And it was great for the kids to be able to then share the knowledge that they had learned through this process and through 
learning about the residential school system and also learning about the culture. We, we live on the traditional territory of the Snunemuk people, and I am very grateful to them for that. And we're actually very fortunate to have a Hokaminam teacher in our building and has, she's been able to come into my classroom, my genocide classroom in particular, my genocide studies classroom in particular, and been able to teach a little Hokaminam to our students. And that connection has been really important. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, that sounds like such a such a great class. I wish that I had taken it in high school. <laughs> I have a lot of adults that say that, and it's actually only four or five years ago that it was introduced as part of the new BC curriculum. And I, the, my principal at the time was very confused why I'd want to teach a course about genocide studies and why I was so excited about it. But I think it's important. And especially now that we're learning about the truth of our past, I think it's even more important for people to know not just about the atrocities that happened here, but across the world and that are continuing to happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's such important history um, that really ties into the present like so clearly and so significantly as well. Absolutely. We have many family members within our school community who are still dealing with the trauma of this past. And for students to really realize that, I think, is is profound for them. And it opens them up to a, a whole new world that they maybe weren't even aware of. And that certainly I don't feel that I was aware of when I went to school. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Um, so how do you try to keep your students engaged in history or, um, or in dance or in your genocide class? How do you try to keep it relevant? I think for me, the most important thing is to find the humanity in history. I, I want my students to love learning. And if their passion isn't in history or isn't in dance or the performing arts, that's great. But I want them to, to really be passionate about whatever they love to do. And for me, that happens to be history and the performing arts. And I've realized that if you give students the opportunity to participate in a hands-on way, they will be far more creative than you could ever imagine. It will push them to think critically. And when students realize that history is about the lives and moments of ordinary people, it makes it relatable. Yes, these people have done extraordinary things, both good and bad, but they have that potential within them. And I think students really connect to that. And when we're looking at moments from history, for them to realize that they have the potential to, they have the potential to cause change is really important. With our dance plays, I feel like I'm kind of sneaking history into our work. The performers and the crew and the audience members get to watch something. I've been told that it's captivating, engaging, haunting, and it brings history alive. And it's why connecting with the family and friends of our local murdered and missing Indigenous women was so important. I think that that dance or performing arts and history is such a unique 
um, intersection and it makes your project really, really fascinating that it was done so well and with so much care and you don't often think to connect those two subjects. Yeah. And yet for me, that's what I love. You know, I, when I was doing my master's, I chose a play about art for my final project. I chose a play that was about Canadian women during World War II. Some of my favorite shows that I've seen have that historical element to them. I think the performing arts, uh, whether it's theater or dance or even film, is a beautiful way to bring history to life for people and show them just the sliver of what the reality was for people at any one time. I don't care about dates and facts. Anyone can look those up. We've got computers in our pockets now. Knowing D-Day is not the most important thing to me. Knowing the stories of the people that were there on that beach experiencing it, to me, is what kids connect to and is what makes history so fascinating for me. Absolutely. I 100% agree. That's always what I've found to be most interesting about history. Um, I could never memorize dates. And I just, I, whatever, however long I studied, I could never, I could never remember it, but I could explain things and I could understand how things happened. Um, yeah. I love women's history and social history. Um, yeah. You're preaching to the awesome. choir here. <laughs> Good. <laughs> And I think my students get that as we look at stories from our past. When I teach genocide studies, I try and include as many personal accounts as I can. We're fortunate uh, when we're looking at, you know, atrocities like the Holocaust. There is fortunately a large amount of survivor testimony available. Um, when we look to, survivors of residential schools. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission has made those stories available. And I think the more that we can stop and listen, more impactful it is for students. But also, I really feel that it's it's healthy for those survivors to have the opportunity to be listened to, because particularly with our Indigenous community, we have not been listening. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And um, I think, if anything, just the, the news and the numbers have really shown Canadians just how, how uh, detrimental and tragic um, the systems were. And it's one thing to know they existed, and it's another thing to, like, comprehend the numbers of lives lost. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful that we have educators who are teaching the next generation about these experiences so that they will not grow up with the ignorance that we had when we were in school. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, awesome. All right. Well, that, that's all that I have. Um, do you have any final thoughts I don't think so. I think that's a lot of information about our little project. Oh, well, that's amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you.